My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast. It is AFC South time in the NFL Summer Series preview podcast. It is Dominic DeLeo, Terry Takes, producer Corey. No Joe Delera for this one, and it's a shame because I think this might be his, you know, the division with his favorite player in NFL history in Derek Henry. I think, no, yeah, that's confirmed. Yeah. So, um, AFC South part six, not of the AFC South, of the entire divisions. Um, I don't have Joe to tell us the division winner props here, so I'm just going to grab from FanDuel real quick. Last year, the Titans won this division 11 and 5. Um, they're minus 105 to win the division. The Colts were also 11 and 5, but lost the division on a tiebreaker. They are plus 140 to win the division. The Houston Texans went 4 and 12. They are plus 2,800 to win the division. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one overall pick this last draft, finished 1-15, and 15, but they are only plus 600 to win the division now that uh, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer are there in uh, northern Florida, I guess. Northern Florida is Jacksonville. Um, I, was, I just think it's so northern, weird. That north, north, north East. Northeast Florida. It's like the Panhandle, right? No. It's like the coast of the Atlantic Ocean. I just think... You couldn't be more wrong. I just don't know why a team is there. When is he? When is uh, the Shad, Shad Khan going to move that team? Uh, to London. To London. To England. Yeah. You sound like you're from London. Uh, I don't know. All right. I don't Either know way. when anyone goes to Jacksonville. I went to a Super Bowl in Jacksonville, the, the Patriots Eagles one. You were at that Super Bowl? Yeah, fun fact. Wow. Yeah. I McNabb definitely threw up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was not the not the Philly special Super Bowl. No, this was in two thousand three. Oh, <laughs> I think that was in Minnesota, that one was. All right, well, let's get into the AFC South. We'll start off with the Titans, 11-5. and five, Like I said, minus 105 to win the division. I think the Titans, just to start, are like a clear-cut favorite. Um, I'm probably, to tease my best bet, the Titans at minus 105 is probably where I'm going here. Um, they lose the Wizard, um, Arthur Smith, as their offensive coordinator, who's now with Atlanta. <laughs> But if you want to hear more about the wizard, listen to our NFC South podcast uh, just yesterday. But the Titans, all they did was just add, and they add a huge piece in Julio Jones. Um, So now this offense has Ryan Tannehill, who had a 90 PFF grade last year was a top five quarterback. I think all the, the records, the like last year was the season where it was like, okay, Tannehill has one pretty much monster year, but is he for real? And Tannehill puts up a top five season last year, basically the same grade as he had in 2019. So no 
regression there he gets out of as as you've said i I think we've mentioned adam gase in probably about half of these podcasts but he gets away from adam gase and is just an all-world quarterback and i don't think that there's any reason why that doesn't continue this year especially with the addition of julio jones the line pretty much stays intact um i don't think it gets better i don't think it gets worse um the line's not great but i mean you got Derrick Henry there who put up, you know, was the number one running back in the league last year for PFF, just kind of like just a, a generational talent at running back. Usually I don't say running backs matter, but Derrick Henry is just a, a game changer. And then, you know, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, probably the best wide receiver duo in the league. Um, so offensively, I don't see how this team – they're like the monsters out there, basically. <laughs> like with with Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, AJ Brown. Defensively, they're okay, um, but with an offense like that, don't really need to be great on defense. Just need to be okay. I mean, last year they were bad on defense. Still finished eleven and five. Uh, they had the, uh, the the fourth worst defense in the league last year per DVOA finishing 29th only ahead of the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars and Detroit Lions. So is the defensive concerns any reason to put this team not in first in the division? Terry also with the caveat that Carson Wentz um, is now the quarterback supposedly um, for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, yes, I'm not as gung-ho on the titans as you are i think we will see a tad of ryan Tannehill regression there is a new play caller as you said the wizard arthur smith has left we don't know how this um his name is todd downing tight end coaches are all the fad now it used to be lafleur anyone that touched um what's his name like the coach, why can't I think of the coach's name and the Rams coach? Why can't they? Oh, McVeigh, Sean McVeigh. Yeah. Anyone that got breathed on by Sean McVeigh got a coaching job. Now the offensive coordinator jobs are all going to tight end coaches because well, Arthur Smith was a tight end coach. Well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> that the, the wizard was a tight ends coach and they yeah. just, I guess, put his replacement. Maybe they can make lightning strike twice. Um, the, the Dolphins made their offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. Everyone's doing it. It's all, it's the it's, newest. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I, I think there's going to be some regression. Their offensive line is okay. Uh, their defense is terrible and it's going to put a lot of pressure on the offense in this first time play caller. And um, winning 11 games last year, they're kind of like the Steelers in that they probably weren't as good as their record indicated. Mm-hmm. And they, they went seven and two in one score games, which is 78% win percentage. Um, so that's most likely if, you know, the history of NFL has told us anything is going to regress to, you know, maybe 50% or lower. That was like the one year that the Los Angeles chargers won. They were like 12 and four and they were, basically won all their one score games and then they came out and they were like five and 11. Right. They lost over. It was just flipped. So I, I mean, I, I, I'm a little nervous to, you know, 
say that they're going to run away. They're, they're clear cut going to win this division. Cause I am not as confident as you. Plus Julio Jones is old. Um, and you know, there isn't a ton of depth in wide receiver. Um, if he goes out, so, and then it's just the AJ Brown and Derek Henry show. My, I think it's less about the Titans. Like, I just think that, you know, unless there's massive regression for the Titans, they should be able to win 10 games. I think like, I think that, that if the defense just is a little bit better, like, I don't think they're going to be as bad defensively as they were um, last year. You know, I, I, Jeffrey Simmons was their best player defensively last year on the line. He's only 24 years old. They bring in a rookie corner um, with their first round pick this year. They, they, they did like try to address the defense. So I, I'm hoping that there's at least going to be some improvement defensively. My, my bullish case of the Titans really revolves around the Colts. And I, I've been a big Colts guy over the last couple of years, even though they haven't been, you know, a, a, a sexy pick. Like they, they're just, you know, typical great offensive line, not a lot of flashy position players, just a, a good coaching staff, good um, offensive line and, and, a, and, a, and a solid defense. I mean, the Colts were top 10 defense last year, pretty balanced in terms of their offensive efficiency. But I actually think Phil Rivers, like as dead armed as he looked, like had a lot to do with running that team efficiently. Like I'm not as big as a believer in Carson Wentz. I think he turns the ball over too much. Uh, but maybe I'll talk a little bit too much about the Indianapolis Colts before we officially switch over. But all that to say, like I really do think the Titans improve defensively um, simply just because they have to um, for for lack of another angle, but they have a lot of younger draft picks that they've, they've spent in the last couple of years who are kind of growing into their roles. And then I just think that offensively, like they have so much like game breaking talent offensively. That's, that's hard to see them, um, you know, not even without the, and maybe look, maybe the wizard was the entire, you know, reason for the rebirth of Ryan Tannehill and just, they were that that's the key to everything. And and they don't look as good offensively, but I just think that they've shown enough and Tannehill has shown enough uh, doing it back to back seasons where like, I'm just kind of checking that box. Like if it was just one last year. Yeah, I get it. It's hard to do that. Maybe it's just a one-off year, but I, I do believe in Tannehill um, going forward, at least for the, for the near future. Uh, but I get I get your concerns. I really do. It's going to be, it. and the AFC South typically is the division that beats up on each other. Like they they split a lot of games, and and it's kind of been everybody's division this year. You know, the, probably the biggest storyline is the Deshaun Watson saga and what happens there because the Texans have won four out of the last six division titles. The Jaguars had a divisional win there when they went to the AFC Championship game, lost to the Patriots in 2017. And then the Titans are, are you know, winning 2020 last year. But it's been kind of like the Bill O'Brien 9-7 and seven show um, for a while. And now teams are kind of trying to start jockeying for position. Uh, the Colts, 
you know, I, do you have anything to add before we go to the Colts on the Titans? Like, is there any other angles you want to discuss or does it make you nervous that their win loss is nine on DraftKings minus uh, one one sixty? It's juiced up. It's really nine and a half. But I, the nine, I wanted your butthole to pop here <laughs> on the Titans. Yes. I, I, the win totals are so weird this year. I really think that they're just like, they don't know what to do with the extra game. So they're just throwing nine at the wall. Like, unless you're like a dominant team on paper and they give you double digits, they're like, we'll give you nine with a ton of juice either way. Like, I've seen a lot of teams that I thought should be lower having seven. And I see teams that should be higher having nine. The Titans are one of those teams. I don't, I don't, doesn't make me pucker. I just think that the books don't know what to do with the 17th game. Fair. Um, let's move on to the Titans. I mean, not the Titans, the Colts. Got the Titans on my mind. Um, the Colts, like I said, 11 and five last year. They um, bring in Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. who has not been a great quarterback. Um, is 28 years old. So a little bit, you know, he's not a young, young spry buck. Like, like I actually think that there's a bigger use case for a guy like Sam Darnold, who is just in pretty city, shitty situations um, with play callers and, and just in, in bad team um, situations at 24 years old having more of a career renaissance than Carson Wentz at 28 years old, being in pretty good situations set up pretty well to succeed. Um, going to Indianapolis. Yes. He's reunited with Frank Reich who put him in those good situations back in Philadelphia, but the guy just doesn't stay healthy. And the last, you know, few seasons just has not been an effective quarterback when healthy. So, I actually would much prefer a Colts team with a different style quarterback to like really bring out those, those characteristics in the team that I like, like defense, the run game, then have a quarterback that could potentially try and do too much, fuck it up. And I think that's what Carson Wentz is. And that's why I'm afraid of the Colts. Yes. I, I, I think Wentz is, is a step down from, from rivers. But you did, Wentz did have, it's, was Wentz's almost MVP year an aberration or was that his actual talent level? And then did he just get fucked up by Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl? And does this change of scenery just take all of that weight off of his shoulders? I will say that he needs. I will say Indianapolis is way more akin to North Dakota than Philadelphia. That is true. It is also closer. Yeah. Not saying it's closer. Uh, I'm saying just the, the, the personality of the fan base and the personality of the media that he has to deal with in Indianapolis. No, if, if you're taking the mental, the mental route with the, he was fucked up mentally from Nick Foles winning a championship there. Um, that is a positive that he went to Indianapolis and not, you know, some other big Metro area. Yeah. No, I know. As, a, as a North Dakota boy. 
And I added that it's also closer to North Dakota. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it is closer to North Dakota. You're, you're Thank correct. you. Okay. Now we can move on. Um, I, I think the team is better overall than the Titans with their defense. And they have, you know, a great offensive line that they can take some pressure off of Wentz. And perhaps that familiarity with Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator, will spark something with Wentz. But I feel like, as we've said a million times, that's for these previews that it comes down to the quarterback, which obviously is the most important position on the football field. Um, And Wentz, you know, lacks the efficiency that Philip Rivers had last year. But to to take everything that like went wrong last year and say it's this, you know, he's not going to get better this year. I, I, I don't know. I, I think you have to think that. I don't think that MVP season was just like an aberration. I think I'm going the mental route. And I think that, you know, the change of scenery is going to be good for him. And, you know, the, just the whole Nick Foles, like Nick Foles is object, like is not a good quarterback. And to just watch him win a Super Bowl and everyone forget about you building statues for him outside the stadium as the second pick for the team when you were supposed to be the franchise quarterback, it's going to mess you up a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that I don't, I I just want a quarterback that doesn't do, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the reason why I like the Colts and I've liked the Colts is because they are a balanced team they don't make mistakes and they're well coached. Like they may not. And I thought they, they should have won the game against Buffalo in their wildcard game. Like I really thought that they outplayed the bills and rivers just, you know, I, I really don't. I just remember being pretty mad that the Colts didn't win that game. Um, and I think they did outplay them. I just think they like pretty much couldn't punch the ball into the end zone, but they were, driving and then just couldn't score. Um, so maybe, you know, Carson Wentz brings a, a kind of new dynamic that if they can just kind of tread water and Frank Wright can, can win games as he's shown in Indianapolis, he can do like he's close to a 60% win percentage in his three years there. Um, you know, made the playoffs twice in three seasons. Like I think he's well respected as a, as a coordinator considering he won a super bowl as a, as a coordinator. Um, I just, I just wish it was a little different and maybe, you know, I don't, maybe like Wentz gets hurt and Jacob Eason is like the perfect answer for that. The former SEC quarterback fourth round pick last year um, for the Colts. I, it's just too much talent. Like so many times I get burned on this where I'm trying to be like the sharp angle football guy. That's like, Oh, this team has a great defense, great offensive line. And then I watch them play a game against a team that has fucking like Derek Henry, Julio Jones, AJ, AJ Brown and, and Ryan Tannehill. And I'm like, why did I ever think that this team in the Colts could score more points than them? Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point. And I'm sure Joe would say, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah. I, 
I, you like, you know, you talking about the Colts and the, for reasons, you know, you've known me long enough that you know that I like that style of football and I root for that style of football. So yeah, I mean, were you talking me into the Colts for a little bit there? Yeah. But I'm just going to remind myself to just go look at the fucking Colts, uh, <laughs> fucking Titans, um, death chart and be like, how is anybody going to stop this team? That's that's my that's my angle. Bruce or Corey, you can be Joe this episode. What do you think? Are you a Colts guy or a Titans guy? Titans. Why? Thighs. I'm being Joe. Am I doing it right? <laughs> yeah. I think I got that, right? I think so, yeah. That's that, that's that's yeah, that's really all we need. Thanks. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah. You guys right back to where you belong in your place. All right. Um, all right. I don't want to go through this Titans Colts thing too long. Um, is there, cause we'll move on and we'll scratch off the uh, Houston Texans first real quick, four and 12 last year, plus 2,800, um, Deshaun Watson. I, I'm assuming he's not going to play. Um, I really don't want to rehash the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, should he not play this year? Probably if the NFL like had some, some balls. Like, I mean, he's basically, you know, did what Trevor Bauer did in the MLB. The MLB has suspended Trevor Bauer, like indefinitely. And Deshaun Watson has like, you know, a bunch of credible sexual assault allegations and the NFL is like, Oh, you know, we're not going to put him on any exempt list. And, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not going to get into it. Do you have any thoughts on, on that whole scenario situation? Seems like you got into it a little bit. Um, a little bit. I disavow. I disavow sexual assault. Same. Not cool. Same. I also do. I disavow that. I'll disavow it as well. All right. Um. But apparently they're going into the season with Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback. Um. Who. Like. Was okay at some point, but as a mobile quarterback now at. 32, 33 years old, usually not, not the best. Um, they got your old boy, Laramie Tunsil on the team. I guess that's a, a plus. I mean, yeah, he's been on the team for like three years now. He's, he's worth six first round picks. Um, I have two new offensive linemen starting Marcus Cannon Justin Britt, like no, the, the offensive line has been trash besides for Tunsil. That's why they spent six first round picks on, but now they don't have a quarterback to play behind this one offensive lineman on this patchwork line. Uh, Brandon cooks, uh, like is still, I guess like a concussion away from never playing again. Um, there are other skilled players, Chris Conley, former Jacksonville Jaguar, um, Pharaoh Brown, who, has a cool name, but has never done anything in the NFL. Jordan Aikens also not great. And then they have the running backs on his team. Like I was looking at this the other day. The like listen to this running back roster. Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, who they spent a uh, you know a potential you know, the notoriously spent like. DeAndre Hopkins on, on David Johnson. Uh, and then Rex Burkhead. They're pretty solid. I mean, they could run like the wing wing T offense from <laughs> 1900. 
Um, but them all on the field. They have no skill with, players. With Tyrod Taylor, that could be dangerous. You don't know they what have, David Colley has up his sleeve. They have no, the, the guy couldn't pronounce like analytics the other day in a press conference. So add that to another list of our stupid head coaches in the NFL. And then um, on defense, like the only player I could name on this defense was Whitney Merciless, who's uh, past his prime defensive end. So I like, I, I really, this team is probably going to be the worst team in the league. If Deshaun Watson doesn't play, even if Deshaun Watson does play, like I, I don't, I think he'll just straight up refuse to play. I think I'm done playing for this team. Uh, I don't think they're going to be good. And I don't think fans are going to show up. And I don't know um, how much a lot of these players want to play for this owner. Do if Laramie Tutsal gets his knee knee bopped a little bit, little helmet to the knee, you think he was going to want to go back out there? Absolutely not. So I I, I think this is just going to be an absolute dumpster fire. I was going to say dumpster fire. Please say dumpster fire. I'd said dumpster fire for right. you. So under over under. I don't even know what the over under is. I'm going to think it's like probably four. Four and a half. Are you going under? Uh, I mean, probably going to have to go under. I mean, you're taking the risk that Deshaun Watson plays and no one says anything. Um, but they don't have the easiest schedule in the world. And the, the, the bad teams that they play, like the Jags and the Jets and the Panthers, I think are way better than they are to go. Oh, and 17 is 10 to one. It's not terrible bet. Their, their head coach is their, their organizations run by a former pastor. Oh yeah. That is this one. I forgot. So this truly, they're truly our dumpster fire. I don't if you bet the over, you need psychological help. Actually, zero wins is plus twelve hundred. I might bet it, honestly. On FanDuel. <laughs> yeah, I avoid the Houston Texans at all costs. Um, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Finished one and fifteen last year. They add. You know, obviously Trevor Lawrence, but this is going to be the Urban Meyer experiment. And not many head coaches, former college head coaches, have had success in the NFL, like recently. I really can't think of any. Nick Saban wasn't bad. Who was the – was it Doug Marone was a – College coach, I think he was like Syracuse's head coach. I think that was like the, the more recent, mm-hmm. but he obviously wasn't. Um, Matt Rule, <laughs> Doug Marone, who is now the offensive line coach at Alabama. Um, so yeah, I that, that the and that was that yeah, was Jaguar. Nice. The Jaguars do the same thing again, they hire a uh former college head coach, not not out of college. Marone actually at least had some two years of NFL experience under his belt, but like. I don't know how you prepare for this as a gambler. Um, like, unless you just like watch the first couple games, but I have no idea what to expect from Urban Meyer. 
Like I, was he the architect of a lot of, of interesting schemes in college back when he was head coach of Florida with Tebow? Yeah. Um, so like, could he be on like the cutting edge of, of different kinds of, of offenses and, and like I said, just not be, you know, he's not like a, he probably is a good recruiter, but like as an X's and O's guy, he's a pretty good coach, like historically. Um, so I don't know. What do you think of Urban Meyer? Like, what are you looking for? Are there things that you'll be able to figure out the first couple games? I don't know. Like the, the, the blueprint really isn't here for him to follow as far as college head coaches. No, I mean, well, he got, he got the wake up call pretty quickly that this wasn't college when he hired the strength coach who had some, some, some issues in his past. And there is a big kerfuffle about his hiring. And mm-hmm. then 72 hours later, it was then fired slash he resigned. Um, so there's a bit of a learning. There's going to be a bit of a learning curve for Urban Meyer here. Hasn't coached in what, five years? Three, three years. Three years. Um, never coached the NFL. Has a rookie quarterback um, with a team that didn't have, I mean, that talent on defense. And uh, James Robinson was, was pretty good. Ah, they actually have some talent on offense. I take that back. Yeah, I actually I like uh, I like uh, Lavisca Chenault a lot this year. Um, second round, second yeah. second year receiver. It, talent break on out, this team, so I mean, it, it is going to come down to the X's and O's. I think more on the coordinators than, than Urban Meyer. I mean, the advantage. I mean, Daryl Bevel. I think he's is a pretty good offensive coordinator. Um, you know, spent a lot of time with this, with the Seahawks infamously threw it instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I digress. Ahead of um, his time. Ahead of his time. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, but you know, the biggest advantage, like you said, um, that Urban Meyer always had in college made him so successful was his recruiting, you know, once he got to Florida and Ohio state, you know, so we'll, we'll see. I think you're right. It's, it's kind of tough to, to handy. How much does the coach come into play? Um, it's hard. It's hard. If, if it's, if it's Anthony Lynn in um, Sandy air for the chargers, then it, it comes in play a lot. Um, if you know, Bill Belichick gets, gets the Patriots wins. So I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do really with this with this team and and the quarterbacks too like i mean trevor lawrence i said this in another episode but like trevor lawrence is the quietest number one overall pick quarterback that we've seen in recent years especially considering we've had like two years before this since he won the national championship as a freshman people being like oh he's the next john elway he's the next andrew luck he's the next you know insert hall of fame quarterback here so I think maybe in the last year, like people kind of cooled off on Trevor Lawrence because he was, you know, he didn't have that like last season success that, you know, he's just been in our minds for a while. Like if he just bursts on the scene, like Joe Burrow style ends up, you know, winning a, a national championship and he does what he did his freshman year as a junior and goes into the draft. 
I think maybe people are looking at this Jaguars team a little differently and say, oh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to take this team and they're not going to have a losing season kind of thing. Like the, the hype for Burrow last year was way bigger than it is for Trevor Lawrence right now. And I think the Jaguars on paper are a much better team than the Cincinnati Bengals were last season, especially on defense. Like I think you said it, you're, you're correct that this team has talent on defense. Like there's a lot of young guys that have performed well. You know, if you look at Josh Allen, you look at Miles Jack, there are the Jaguars have been a little stingy the last, uh, the last couple seasons. And, and especially on defense, these guys have been, been talented. Um, has it translated in terms of, you know, analytics? No, they were one in 15 last year. So <laughs> it's, it, it, a lot of things have to change and, you know, I can, I can envision it in my mind that the Jaguars are going to kind of fill a void here as like the second best team or, or, you know, not the second best team, but just fill a void here in the mid tier of the AFC and kind of surprise a lot of people. But I also can see it taking, you know, this being a, a, a couple year rebuilding process, given that they were bottom five in offensive and de- defensive DVOA last year. So I really don't know how to think. Do I like them more, but I, I, I do like them as, as in theory, but it's just a lot of things have to go right. And a lot of things have to change quickly. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's going to be, I mean, obviously I'm stating the obvious, some adjustment period for Trevor Lawrence in terms of coming to the NFL. But I think also the fact that it's might be the first time in quite some time, possibly ever where he doesn't have the best, you know, players on offense on his team instead of, you know, the other team, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's going to be going to be interesting to say the least, but I'm probably not really betting, betting on the Jags with this, this many unknowns. Like to me, like, I think people are already kind of buying them too. Like the fact that the Jaguars are plus 600, to win the AFC South and you look at a team like the bears are basically have the same odds to win the NFC North. Um, it's, I, I think people are already kind of starting to buy the hype here. Um, and it might, it might be just too, you know, the, the, the trail is a little too hot for the Jaguars for, for me to think that there's any value in, in backing them. Cause I, I don't think that's like a, a contrarian viewpoint. From I mean, from from Warren Sharp points out that since 2000, 10 quarterbacks selected number one overall who started at least 10 games, uh, their average winning percentage was 39%, which if you apply to a 17-game schedule is six and a half wins. Yeah, and that's, where that's where their over-under is too. Yeah. So if Lawrence can be a little above average, a la – Andrew Luck, who won 11 games. I don't think they're going to win 11 games. Don't, I mean, don't, as Bill Simmons says, the, the aggregators don't take, don't take that. Fuck um, him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would probably lean the under with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. 
You saw what happened with Burrow. Burrow got hurt. Lawrence is probably going to get hit hit a little bit. Don't have a great offensive line. I will say that there's there's value betting against Trevor Lawrence to win the offensive rookie of the year. He's plus 300. You would have to think the Jaguars go have at least seven or eight wins for him to, to win offensive rookie of the year, considering that there are good teams with rookie quarterbacks like Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or at least better teams than the Jaguars are Mac Jones with the, with the Patriots. Like even just those three guys, like I think if any one of those three guys leads their team and plays 80% of their games or like, doesn't start starts anytime before like week four. Um, I think they'll win offensive rookie of the year. So um, yeah. That, I mean, we'll even about. think about, think about last year, Joe Burrow is a runaway starter or runaway favorite for offensive rookie of the year. And Herbert wins it because the Chargers medical staff punctures Tyrod Taylor's lung before the Chiefs game in week three or four. Yeah. Like you, you have no idea why like don't bet the favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's football. All right. Let's uh let's go to best bets here. You got anything for us? Uh yeah, I was looking something up and I forget what it was. So uh I was trying to find divisional odds on MGM without Joe here. Uh, but I'll take the Colts plus 140. That's on DraftKings. If you can find it better, do it better. But plus money, I'll take the Colts on two teams that I think are kind of even. Um, and I think the public's going to be very much on the Titans. So I'm going to fade the public here and bet the Colts to win the division at plus money at one. 40. You're killing me here. Love it. You're fucking killing me. Cause it's, it's, I get burned on this so much. I really do. Um, So I, here's a, the fun bet Colts, which I think is like, this is actually, I'm going to go with this. Cause I don't trust the Colts enough to win the division. I don't, I don't trust, Either T, I trust the Titans more, but I, I do agree with you that plus odds is a little juicier. But I think the Colts are a nine to 11 win team, and on win bands, FanDuel, it's called regular season win bands. Indianapolis Colts to win nine to 11 games is plus 140. Like, I think that's a given. Write that in, they're not going to over you know, overachieve and, and go 12 wins and, and 13 wins, but they're also not, you know, I don't see Frank Reich laying an egg here with how good this defense and offensive line is. I think this should be minus money. So I'm going to go plus 140, nine to 11 wins, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Colts are plus 150 on MGM. There you go. There you go. All right. That's it for the, the AFC yeah, yeah. South. Um, I still think the Titans are going to win the division, but I, I, it's I'll probably put them in. <laughs> I'll probably put them in some uh, parlays and and get burned. But it is what it is. We're like a witch in the 1600s. We're three quarters of the way through. Just have the West divisions to do. We will be back with that um, in the next few days. But it's the AFC South, Titans versus Colts. 
Um, fade the Texans. Who knows what to do with the Jaguars? Donna DeLeo alongside Terry takes producer Corey. We will see you, I guess, tomorrow. Maybe. I don't know. I'm releasing this. But for the NFC West, which is, I think, bar none, the best division in football, flip a coin between any of the top three teams. And people are probably going to like the Cardinals a little bit, too. Um, so that's that's on tap. Probably the most intriguing division um, this year in the NFL. But for the Oddscast Podcast, signing off. She got a big ego, you could see it on a telescope I'm the same way, it's why we always argue back and forth I swear she my poison at the same time my antidote She the noose around my neck, I couldn't ask for a better rope You're like a time bomb, take it away 30 seconds till you blow up, right in my face I can't find one good reason to stay So why do I wait and walk it away? Some loose change, drawing swerving on the one on one back to your place. Won't run, turn, fantasize.